The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And it is the one and the only Mo Fall here today with you. Bring Your Soul to Work is the most important thing to bring to work every day, even for those of you who've been work from home for a while. There is an element inside each and every one of us that is that fountain of life force that is connected to all that is and that is connected to pure potentiality. That is your soul. And when you bring that version of you up into a shiny, shiny beam of light from the inside, life changes, life gets better, life's awesome. I'm going to talk today about one of the biggest problems that we human beings have in blocking our joy in life. And before I do that, I want to take a moment to celebrate and congratulate and brag a minute. In my 12-week transformational workshop where I take women through a very specific process to help them bring their soul to work to land their dream job, one of the things that I help them get comfortable with is talking about their accomplishments and being able to brag and celebrate. Why do we do that? Well, first of all, most human beings, and particularly the women who we work with and women in general, have been taught all their lives not to talk about themselves. It's rude. And what happens is that over our lifetime, not beaming and shining about who we are and what we're all about begins to shut down that life force, that soul force within us. And that is not a good thing because that life force within is the thing that makes us awesome. It is the thing that makes us unique. It is the thing that we feel when we feel happy. When we feel that we're in our genius zone of doing our thing so good that time doesn't seem to even exist anymore, when we're in our zone, it's when we have our soul shining the brightest. And it may seem to your intellect and to your ego that that's not possible to happen that often. You may think, well, that's only going to happen when I'm quilting mode because that's when I really get in the zone. And that's not true. It might be your experience, but it's not true. You may only have access to it while you're quilting because you don't know how to access it otherwise. But there are many other ways and there are many minutes and hours of days for you to be in that zone and not have to be doing your favorite activity. But most human beings haven't been taught how to do that, uh, don't think it's possible. And so we live a life where we are primarily thinking of the future 
or of the past. This is what causes suffering. So I'm going to take a minute to do a little bragging and celebrating as a good role model for my women who are in our 12-week transformational kick-ass workshop right now. Ladies, this is what it's all about. And for those of you who may have been told in your upbringing not to do things like this, um, I hope that you listen to me and hear me and celebrate with me in a way that you're looking through the filter of aren't all of us human beings awesome? Because that's what it's about. I'm not more awesome than you. And we're all equally our own awesome self. That's how we were made. That's how the creator put this whole thing together. And one of the truest statements is that we are made in the likeness and image of our creator. So that means you're awesome. It's like your birthright to be awesome. So why not practice that version of you? So a couple of celebrations. I heard from shout out to one of my uh, team members, a woman who used to work for me, with me, for me. Um, she sent me a beautiful, and thank you very much. I'm going to give a shout out to Megan. Um, she sent me a beautiful video um, thanking me for being an inspiring leader uh, years ago. I helped her see who she is and what she's all about and helped her advance her career. And I'm delighted about it. I'm happy to this day for anyone who worked with me or for me, who I was able to advance their career, advance their sense of self and what they think is possible for themselves. Um, when women have successful, happy souls, they're able to be more successful in the world, which is the entire process that I use in my 12-week transformational workshop. And here's the thing. It keeps on giving. So she's been able to be a better mother to her son. She's been able to be a better partner with her husband. She's able to be a better daughter for her, etc. When we're awesome in one aspect of our life, we're able to be awesome in all aspects of our life. So bringing your soul to work means that you got your soul in your back pocket, in your middle pocket, in your front pocket, and you're ready to rock and roll. So here's another little celebration, and this is about one of the women in our workshop who had a, a, a tragic event 25 years ago that ultimately led to her uh, over time shutting down her soul and her life force. And now she writes... Friends, I'm beaming. I had the second call with a recruiter, and thanks to the fantastic coaching I got last night, I felt ready. I was able to be personable and shine and show my magic. They'll be sharing my info with the selection committee, and I set the basement of my salary ask to higher than I would have, thanks to Mo. This may or may not be the one. I will be healthily unattached, but so far so good. I would never have believed you if eight weeks ago you said I would be writing this, sharing my light with you all. I just beam when I see our clients totally being in their shiny self and totally owning their power and their truth and to be able to show up more powerfully on an interview and in a in a situation where you must talk about yourself, 
where you must be clear about the value you bring to the table. Either when you're negotiating a promotion or having an interview, you have to get comfortable shining your own light. It's important and it's necessary. You can't just let your resume do all of the talking because it doesn't cut it. Now, they may have brought you into the interview because of your resume, but you got to be the one singing your praises and talking about yourself and your accomplishments in a way that honors the self. So bravo to that beautiful client, and we're looking forward to her continued success. Uh, one of our clients uh, graduated a couple of weeks ago from our 12-week uh, transformational workshop, and she said, if you would have told me 12 weeks ago that all of this would be how I feel and what my life looks like, I would have hung up on you. <laughs> and what she would have hung up on is our clarity call. So I want to remind you, if you're not where you want to be in your career, if your soul feels dimmer than it ought to be, you need to give us a call and schedule a session with us so we can help you take a look at what's really going on in your career. Take a full review of it. Talk about where you want to go and really help you understand what's available to you in the world. And you can book your complimentary clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And if you haven't listened to me before on Unity Radio, welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work. If you'd like to learn more about the work I do and about who I am, watch my masterclass. It's a free webinar for you on the five shifts that you need to make to bring your soul to work. It's a great starter point and it's a great place to take notes and to get things going. If you like what you see and hear on that webinar, you can book a clarity call with us and we'll be able to further personalize whether we can help you or not. And you can access that webinar Masterclass for the five shifts to bring your soul to work to land your dream job at mofall.com slash masterclass. Both of those links will take you to a page on my website and you can also take a look at other client interviews, success stories, and just get a sense of what we do, what I do in the work we do in our 12-week transformational workshop. I found out 12 years ago and this is after many decades of personal development, spiritual development, finding myself, being coached. I found out 12 years ago that the secret that unlocks all of the puzzles and all of the mysteries into how we can live a much more fulfilling life is your soul. And I know where to find it. I know how to help you find it. I know how to help you stay connected to it. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today on this radio show. I'm going to talk to you about being in the present moment. And here's the thing. Your brain does not want to be in the present moment. Your soul does, but your brain doesn't. So it's a constant little tug of war. And I'm going to describe why and how that happens and then the second half of the show, I'm going to take you through a very simple, very beautiful exercise to help you stay in the present moment. But what I'd like to emphasize 
is the difficulty and the problem with not being in the present moment. And I talk about these things very often on this radio show because we are spiritual beings, but our physical body usually dominates the conversation, the experience, and how we are in the world. And you may not even know it because it's very subtle because all your life, since you were born into this physical plane for this particular lifetime that you're living, you have had a body. So it seems that it is you. Super easy for you to feel that way. Super easy for you to be relating to it. Here's the thing. I don't know what it feels like to be inside of you. I don't. But I understand and I know the genesis of your soul and what it feels like when you're not connected to it and what it feels like when you are connected to your soul. And when you are in the present moment, you are in that power. Now, if it's dim, if your soul is dim because it's gotten beaten down, stepped on, pulled apart, and disassembled, being in the present moment is going to be difficult for you because your soul's energy guiding and directing and fueling you in that present moment is basically not going to be enough energy for you. I know. It's weird, right? Like, so many people have trouble being present moment awareness because their attachment to the present moment is very weak because their soul's energy and power is very weak. So being present, being in the present moment is almost an impossible thing to do. So why does this happen? And what usually happens instead? So why this happens is because over time, you continue to think thoughts and have feelings that are not consistent with your divinity, with your soul. You are trained by the external world to think thoughts of the past and or the future. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain how all this happens and why it happens because it's important that you understand the situation that is going on in your body so that you can move into more of a full present awareness of the self and of the soul. If you don't understand what's going on, it's going to seem random when you can be in that genius zone or it's only going to happen when you're quilting and you have a, a, a sort of out-of-body experience when you're quilting because you're in a hypnotic zone because you know how to quilt, you enjoy it, there's no worries, there's no one doubting you and you're just moving the needle and doing your thing and it all feels great and you're in a smooth harmonious flow just universal energy is so you lose track of time you feel awesome and that's great and so therefore you're going to think that your quilting stuff is what you should do for a living because it's the only place only time i feel great so you're going to attribute it to the quilting <laughs> which quilting might be fun and great for you and you might be the time and the place where you connect with your soul but when you think in your brain that it is the only place that you're going to feel that way, you'll start making some really bad calculations. I had a woman who was an accountant and a client of ours, 
And that was how she felt when she sewed. And she had some marvelous, magnificent sewing, and she did costumes for local plays and productions, and she loved it. She loved working with those people, and she hated accounting. <laughs> that was her story on the, on the Clarity Call. I just hate accounting. I wish I could sew for a living. Well, some people might sew for a living, but if you're trained in accounting and you're good at it and it's something that you can pay your bills easier and have a nicer life and drive a, a better car and have the, some of the ease of a more successful financial life, why wouldn't you leverage that and be a great accountant and then enjoy your sewing because you're not depleted as an accountant? So that's where we worked with her, and that's how we helped her move forward. And there was a lot of other layers to this woman's experience in life, and we helped work through some of that. She's a great accountant. She's really good. She didn't know how to push herself forward into that conversation or stand up for herself, and she wasn't getting paid what her worth was. And frankly, there was almost no way she was going to be able to replace her income sewing. Uh, not that I'm a naysayer on uh, dreams and that sort of thing, but I also am a very practical person. I believe in dreams and magic, but there's also some things that tend to go together in the physical world. So being an accountant, you're going to make 80, 100, 120,000. Sewing, probably not so much. So what happens over time is we attach our soul's joy to this activity. And we say, oh, it's only when I do that activity where I feel great. And so just by that statement alone, you're diminishing your soul because you think your soul is only capable of feeling great when you're doing X activity. It's not true. But what's happened is that your soul's energy has been hijacked and diminished by your body and by your thought feeling energy that is disharmonious with your soul. Your body is built to survive and it is built to survive danger. All of the human beings on this physical planet right now today have all come from ancestors who survived through whatever ancestral stuff they had to survive through. So purely from a genetic perspective, all of us living today have DNA that is stronger and more capable of survival than people who may have lived 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, there were people who didn't survive to pass on their genetic material. And the people who did survive to pass on their genetic material have passed it on, passed it on. And eventually, here we are in the year 2020 with a lot of survival skills. So that's a pretty dominant part of who we are. But here in this day and age, we don't need the same type of survival skills that our ancestors needed. We need some of them, but it's like 5%. But our body is wired to use it 100% of the time. And our body is geared toward sniffing out danger. And our brain is wired 
and programmed that when we perceive danger, there are instant triggers that happen within our brain. Boom, 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 boom. Instant neuropathways that get fired. And this is genetically wired. You're not thinking this. It's just happening. Danger. Pupils dilate. Your brain says, okay, release uh, cortisol. Release all the chemicals and hormones so that you can run faster. Beat your heart faster. Go ahead and get ready to fight. Turn off the non-essential parts of the brain and only focus on the parts of the brain that need to fight or flee from the situation. Okay, all systems are go. Boom. And so your body takes on the fire alarm and all of your physiological processes calibrate toward that danger. If you've ever had a car accident or a near car accident, or perhaps you've blown or slipped and fallen, you have felt the instant shock of your body going into that process. And it may have made you sick to your stomach, nauseous, lightheaded, because the overwhelm of some of those chemical releases shocked your system. I broke a bone in my foot last August and it was on a very easy walk in the morning, normal exercise in the morning, bone in my foot cracked. And as soon as it happened, I got this rush of bad feeling all over my body. I got nauseous and I had to stop not only because my foot was now broken, but because I was, I was sick to my stomach and lightheaded. I was, I wasn't sure I was going to not pass out. And this is a normal physical response when you have a threat happening. Your body knows how to do this. You didn't have to learn it. You didn't have to go to school for it. You didn't have to train for it. Your body knows how to react to stress. And so what happens is that your danger brain needs to be ready for danger as well. It prepares to be in danger because that's how evolved you are. But we have also evolved another part of our brain that can navigate around this primitive stuff, but we don't use it that often because the primitive stuff dominates. It's like the biggest voice at the party. So it's all listening to that big voice. And so your body is, is, is enraptured in this stress response. And so therefore your brain is continuing vigilant about the danger out there and the needing to be ready for and the the surprises that might come your way that you need to totally be ready for. So you're geared up. You're geared up. And so your brain is focused on the future potential threats and your ego and your thought-feeling habits are ruminating about the past. So in any given moment, you're probably either thinking about the future and being vigilant about, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? You know, the famous contingency plans and future scenarios and plan Bs and plan Cs and plan Ds and plan Es and plan Fs. And if you're in corporate, you're, you're contingency planning to the to the nth degree 
because we're always afraid of things going wrong. It's a constant problem. And when you are constantly thinking about things going wrong, you can't enjoy the beauty of your soul. You just can't. Which brings me back to the celebrations. When we take a moment to celebrate and cheer on ourselves, we are, even though we might be talking about the past, we are in the present moment with our soul's beautiful energy, bringing it up and raising it up. We are taking a mirror to ourselves about how awesome we are, which is taking the mirror off the danger. One of our great clients, um, she came to our retreat and she was on our uh, follow-up call last night, uh, celebrated with, I like defining my life by what brings me joy, comfort, and peace. She's not in danger brain very often. Wow, my life is so different from a year ago. When I started this 12-week kick-ass program, I've accomplished in one year what I had tried for 25 years. Amazing. This is the difference between living in danger brain and being able to shift into the beauty of your soul and your soul's energy and being in the present moment. When you shift your focus... You change everything. When you shift out of what could go wrong in the future, when you shift out of the inner dialogue of regret and what did I do in the past and who harmed me and not enough and I didn't and they didn't and loathing and kicking yourself, when you move out of all of that frame of reference of that inner dialogue and instead you move to how awesome you are, how grateful you are for your life and the bounty that your creator has blessed you with. And you truly feel that. You are now in a present moment feeling state. And you're not able to be hijacked that easily into your danger brain. I'm going to talk more about this and take you through a beautiful exercise in the second half of this show. This is Coach Mo Fall. I am the founder and the creator of a wonderful 12-week transformational workshop where we help take you out of your danger brain into your soul and help you land your dream job. I'll see you right after the break. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And when we bring our soul to work, we bring it everywhere everywhere. We bring it to being a better human being at the grocery store. We bring it to being a better daughter, sister, mother, partner, co-worker, everything. Everything gets better when you bring your soul alive, when you bring that best vibrational you to life. It's really wonderful to watch the clients we work with in our workshop truly come back to life I shared a few examples in the first half of the show, and there's 
uh, blessed, I'm blessed and grateful to tell you there's hundreds and hundreds of similar comments from women we've worked with. I found when I was sidelined with my breast cancer journey 12 years ago, I found a place inside of me that I had not had access to previously. And there's so many stories like mine, but when something like cancer breaks you open, you get to go a little bit deeper into the interior internal world if you want to. Not everyone does. And I really wanted to primarily because I was questioning why I had cancer. Sort of in a why me perspective, sort of that way. But it was more like, that doesn't make sense. But then as I got deeper into it, I had realized that I was staying in the vibration of what didn't go the way I wanted to in the past and what I was afraid the future would be. I had literally locked myself into a fear habit, projecting the future. I'll never have, I'm not enough. Where's my this? How come I didn't yet? I crafted scenarios of how my future was going to be bad. Because that ultimately was a match with how I was feeling about myself. Even though I knew how to act right and work right and be successful and do all of the things I was supposed to be doing quite well, deep inside there was a place where I was unhappy with a lot of aspects of my past and I was projecting it all over the place. And what happens with that is it poisons you inside. It robs your soul from its beautiful, energetic version of you. And in the past, kept replaying the not enough. Why didn't they pick me? How come I didn't? How come they didn't? I had many, many scenarios. Being a nurse in the healthcare environment, there's already kind of like this doctor-nurse thing going on. Being a female, when all of the people in power, many, most, especially when I started out my career, are men, feeling disregarded, feeling not as powerful as those around me, thinking I was smart but not really getting recognized for that, all created this, this like soup within me, deep within my soul, that I was full of what's wrong with me. And not many of us want to go there. So what happens to most of us is that our rationalizing mind creates stories and we craft defense mechanisms, psychology 101, all around protecting us from the pain that we're suffering from deep inside. There's not a human being on this planet who doesn't have some internal suffer and struggle. But a lot of us have pretty much 
a lot of layers of it because we've not resolved it. We've not healed it. We've not forgiven ourselves or others. This is a big part of the transformational journey we take our women through in our 12-week workshop because ultimately these internal obstacles are in the way of the soul's beautiful energy. And what happens, as an example that I painted in the first half of this show, what happens is when you're quilting, that activity doesn't have the same barriers and obstacles to it. But when you show up to work, they're all there. And they get stimulated and re-energized. And then the danger brain does its stuff that I mentioned in the first half of the show. The danger brain kicks in and hijacks everything. And so after several years, perhaps even decades of living this way, you no longer have the power of your soul as an access point. So being in present moment awareness is very difficult because you don't have that fountain to dip into. So the secret of having present moment awareness and appreciating the moments one after the other and being here right now is to break from the danger brain, to break from the psychology and the rationalizations that are covering up the pain you have about the past. And there may be some really legitimate experiences that you had in your past that hurt you, that damaged your soul, that convinced you of things that you're probably not, or that literally physically traumatized you or emotionally traumatized you. In many cases, the women we work with in our 12-week transformational workshop have lost a job. That's traumatic. Have been in toxic work environments. That's traumatic. Have had a bully boss. Have been passed over for promotions and no obvious reason why in someone of less qualifications, a lesser age, or perhaps another skin color or gender gets a promotion. And it's devastating. All of these things add up to us not being in our power and not being in our soul. And when we're able to resurrect our soul's power, when we're able to bring it back and claim it back, we're now living in our truth and our divinity and in the most powerful version of us. I talk to so many women on our clarity calls that say to me, well, I've tried to find another job. I just can't get hired by anyone else. And what's happening there is even though they have qualifications for jobs, their soul is so diminished that no one's enthusiastically embracing them for the next job. Because if you're diminished inside, I don't care how enthusiastic you think you sound. The diminished soul is going to be transmitted across the airwaves in the meeting over a Zoom interaction. Your soul being diminished is a universal transmission. And people will say things like, yeah, you've got all the right credentials, we just chose someone else. Or when the interview is officially over, they're gonna say to, the, to each other, you know, she was great on paper and had a lot of experience, but yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. Because if you're rattling around in this past, Loathing, not enough, I didn't, they didn't. Kicking yourself in, instead of loving yourself. 
when you're worried about the future and I hope they don't see that I'm upset. I hope they don't see this. I hope they don't. I hope I don't. I hope I don't trip over myself in this interview. I hope I don't say the wrong thing. When you're all coded in self-doubt and pain and agony, it is getting transmitted. You cannot hide that. It's invisible, but it's felt. And people may not be feeling it consciously, but they're feeling it. Because this quantum field that we all live in, it's pretty instant. And when you're focused and connected to someone, even on a Zoom call, even halfway around the world, I know this because we do this all the time, you can feel that person's energy. And if you're not tuned in to the radar of the soul, you're going to feel it anyway, but you're just not going to know what's going on. And you're going to be like, eh, just didn't, just didn't love that candidate. Eh, just something about her. That's what's going to happen. And, you know, there's a big thing out there called ageism that a lot of people over a certain age, sometimes it's over 40, sometimes it's over 50, sometimes over 60, they start blaming their age or blaming ageism. And I truly believe that one of the things that begins to happen at a certain age is that we lose the, the shininess of our soul and we become less enthusiastic and bright as a human being. And you may think, oh, this is just what happens when you age. Well, it happens when you age because it's not corrected along the way. Because we allow the danger brain and the negativity of our past thoughts and feelings and the worry about the future to hijack us. So, of course, we're going to age from the inside out. And, of course, at the age of 45 or 50 or 55 or whatever that age might be for you based on your experiences and how much you're holding in, you're going to be diminished. And you're not going to be as upbeat, as spunky, as optimistic. You're going to say things like, well, I've tried that. I've done that before. That never works. Look at how bad the world is. These young people these days. I've done lots of videos on this topic. I am enthusiastic about what your soul can be and how wonderful and youthful and excited you can be about life, how focused and effective you can be in your work when your soul is lit up. And when you are present moment aware and you are tapped in to your soul's energy, Life is wonderful. Even when things go quote-unquote wrong, you don't get toppled over. You don't get the spear cut back inside of you. You have soul power and soul reserves. And you're navigating things. And you're reaching out for the proper help, support, etc. when you need it. You know, a great leader leans into her people. When she's feeling maybe not so powerful, she leans into her team and says, hey, we got to take care of this. Or maybe she might even say one day, I'm feeling a little bit down today because I got some bad news and I'm just processing that. I'm not going to be as present for you team members today. I'm just going to need a little bit of time. And because she shows up with soul and is authentic, it's all okay. And she's not feeling like a failure for having said that. 
before I really found this beautiful fountain of my soul, I actually had to tell my team that I was leaving work for four to six weeks to go through my double mastectomy. And I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget those moments where after two months brand new on the job, having just told my boss what was going on, I then had to sit with my team in a conference room that right now in my memory seems like it was like a whole football field. The expanse of that room in that present moment was daunting. The message I had to give my team in that moment was scary. And I didn't want them to think I was going to be a flawed human being from that point forward because I had cancer. I didn't want them to think less of me. And I decided because usually I'm, I'm a courageous person. I decided that I was just going to be me and I was going to share what was going on. And I was going to tell them how much I cared about them and how much I was eager to come back and do great work with them and be their leader. And rather than coming from a place of past mistakes or past undoing regrets about maybe mistakes I'd made or things that hadn't gone the right way. And rather than focusing on the future of the worry of the enough of I hope that I'm not going to be a failure instead of being either in the past or in the future, I was able to get myself in the present moment. And I courageously and authentically shared what my experience was with my breast cancer and what I was going to have to do. And how much respect I had for all of my team members to carry on and continue their great work and I would be back stronger than ever. And we all broke down because it was a very poignant and powerful moment full of vulnerability. But what it was also full of is present moment awareness. And I'm sure every person in that room was thinking about the future. And I felt their love, even though most of them had just met me two months ago. And they rallied around me and supported me through my entire time, even when I came back to work. But what we must remember is our truest power is in the present moment. Our truest power is in the moments that we can truly be connected to our soul and be the most powerful version of who we really are. Every dimension and every piece stacked up beautifully in a symmetry of, yes, this is who I am. And yes, this is what I'm capable of. And this is what I bring to the table. And yes, in every moment, this is who I am being right now. That present moment has all the power we ever will need. But again, we don't get there and we don't connect to the present moment if we don't have a soul 
that is shining enough that we can attach our attention to. So it is your job as a soulful being on this planet to build your soul back up, to have it shine, to have it be the best part of you. And I know you may not know how to do that. I get that. That's why we help women in our 12-week transformational workshop. Because it is a critical, critical ingredient to having a fulfilling life. You cannot be dim inside and have a great life. It is impossible. So often when I'm talking to women on our clarity calls, I tell them it's like being trained up for a marathon. You're a great accountant or a great attorney or whatever you do for a living. So you have all the training, all the education, all the expertise. But if you have a broken hip, you're not going to be able to run that marathon. So your soul is a critical element to your journey. And if it's not lit up, if it's not the biggest part of what you bring in the present, what you bring to yourself and to your soul and to everywhere you go, if your soul is not the biggest part of you, your physical body will be running on hyperspeed, trying to make up the deficit because your physical body is wired to do that. And it will kick in and you will get depleted and you will lose your energy and you won't have anything left for the people you care about. And eventually it will turn into a real physical disease or sometimes an accident because your subconscious wants to get your attention that there's something wrong. That's what my breast cancer did. It cracked me open to going where I needed to go to fix something that was going on that was wrong and against my truth and against my soul's power. And lucky and blessed that I am, that I found it, and I not only found it for myself, it is the secret ingredient of the magic of what fuels our lives, and this is the work I do, and I'm so passionate about it. It's an intricate work to bring your soul back to life, but it is so worth it. Because your life will not be satisfying and fulfilled if your soul is not the fountain and source of who you are. So let's take a few moments right now to find a little piece of that and to bring it back and to give you a taste of that beautiful version of you inside. So if you're able to, right now, slow the world down around you, perhaps close a laptop or a notebook or a door and allow yourself to sit still. If you're driving, pull over to the side and do this just for five minutes. And literally close your eyes and just feel the silence. Close your eyes and feel the silence. You don't have to take your mind anywhere. Just let yourself feel the silence. Let yourself right now just be. Give yourself these precious few moments 
to not have to do, to not have to perform, to not have to run that tape of not enough. Just be right now in this silence. Feel it. Maybe as you're feeling the silence, you might feel your head buzzing a little bit. All those neural pathways, boom, 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 boom. Sit with the silence. Your breath may speed up or slow down. Either way, it's fine. Give yourself permission to have whatever experience is coming up for you to be perfect. If you feel something in your body, go there for a few seconds and see what's going on. If you're getting fidgety, okay, you're fine. Just sit here. Your brain is addicted to action and activity and thinking and feeling. It's okay. Be silent. Allow your breath to be easy. Feel your feet. How many times have you allowed yourself to sit in silence? It's such a gift. I'd love you to give yourself a little bit of a homework to take yourself away from all the business of your life today and not to do anything. And if you're used to having moments of prayer or contemplation or journaling or perhaps listening to soothing music, I'm going to give you the permission to actually not have any stimulation and to just be silent. Pay attention to silence. Be in silence. Allow yourself the permission to see what's going on inside. Take a little review. See what your body might need or your heart might need or if your soul is crying out for attention, soothing. The only way we can truly, truly tap in 
is to sit in silence. Of that quiet of all voices to come alive just a little bit more. And it comes alive in the present moment. We're all busy. So many things to do. So many things undone. And it trips us up into feeling that we're not worthy and not capable and not good enough and not lovable. It trips us up into that. And then the danger brain gets kicked in. And now all hell breaks loose because our danger brain hijacks our body and we feel crappy. And now we're going to be addicted to negative thinking. Allow yourself the gift of quiet sitting. Maybe if you're an exerciser, exercise without music. The world around you, let yourself get lost in thoughts. Enjoy your breath and enjoy your day. This is Coach Mo. Bring your soul to work to land your dream job in your dream life. MoFall.com. We'll see you next time on Bring Your Soul to Work here on Unity Radio. Have a wonderful moment day. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.